Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Now Aho, top of the circle. Snaps the shot. Rebound, they score! Stefan Nason! As the Aho shot got through night, Nason does what he does best. Cleans up the loose puck. And the Canes take a 1-0 lead on the power play. Now Brent Burns with a nifty play, spinning behind his net to try to play it away from Barkoff, but Barkoff forces the turnover. It's Kachuk. He goes cross ice. A good skate play there made by Jacob Slavin to kick that pass all the way back out to center ice. Possibly a goal-saving play, because if he doesn't make that play, I think with his left skate, Barkoff is alone. Natchez with a good job keeping it in on the near wall. Burns has it. He'll get it across. And the score is Fetchnikov! Oh, a wicked wrister on the power play! The puck eludes Knight, and the Carolina Hurricanes go up. 2 0 Jarvis behind the Ford, and then on for Teravainen! And somehow Knight got a pad to that! Jarvis has created a couple of great chances in this period. Now he creates another one for Ahu, goes off the side of the net. That might have hit Knight's mask. He wins the draw. Puck finds Pesci. He gets it to Coach Kenny. side of the net for Jarvis. Rebound out front. The score! Tavo Teravainen as the loose puck from Jarvis jumps across the crease. And Teravainen's third of the season puts the Hurricanes up 3 0 with 8.05 left Chuck in the second. With, but Lomberg is able to take the pass. Ronson with a safe stuff chance for Kachuk. And he can't get anything to it. Now kept it in the side, and Ronta lost his goal stick and calmly catches that Bennett drive. And now a little extracurriculars. And surprisingly, it doesn't involve Matthew Kachuk, which that is part of his forte. Now for Hagee and Barkov coming in on a two-on-one, and oh, mercy on Ronta on Verhage! Kicks out the left pad as Verhage tried to change up, and the Canes netminder with the answer. Nudis inside the blue line, shot right on Ronta, makes the save, rebounds there. Ronta gets to it, penalty coming up to Carolina. But Antti Ronta keeping his house clean with 6.31 left here in the second period. Yeah, I might have to hire Antti Ronta housekeeping services. Power play is over, one shot on goal for Carolina. Kokaniemi has a seam in the lane, and he scores! An absolute bullet off the stick of Jasperi Kokaniemi! His sixth of the year, and that could be the backbreaker. Great chance for Lusterina, but he'll have the puck taken away expertly by Slavin. Now Bennett tries to bank one off of Slavin. Florida keeps the puck in. Montour's driving. That's snagged by Ronta, and he'll hang on. Seven seconds left. Five seconds left. We'll let the Kaniacs tell you if Auntie Ronta's got two in a row. And the answer is a resounding yes. Auntie Ronta, two consecutive shutouts, has not allowed a goal in 127 minutes and 36 seconds. The Hurricanes improve to 12-3-1 at PNC Arena. 24-6-6 on the season. They now set a franchise record with 10 consecutive wins. Extend their point streak, which is a franchise record, to 16 games and 
finished December 12-0-1. What more can you say about Rod Brindamore's group? Welcome to the Canes Corner Podcast with your host, Adam Gold. The Canes Corner Podcast is a part of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network. And now, here's Adam. Welcome to the Canes Corner Podcast. I am Adam Gold. For the final time in 2022, in the calendar year 2022, we are done with the year. And let me speak for everybody. Who wants to see it end? I don't. Carolina Hurricanes can't lose. Ten in a row. Ten. Ten wins for the first time in franchise history. A 4 nothing win over the Florida Panthers. Second straight shutout for Auntie Ranta. Sixth straight win for Ranta personally. And I'm wondering, are we going to hear the end of the Auntie Ranta slander on Hurricanes Twitter? I'm just wondering. I'm just asking the question. I'm not slamming. I'm just asking. Hurricanes rode the back of the power play and the penalty kill to the and their goalie to the win tonight. They were excellent in all three of those areas, and we have a lot to talk about. We are also going to give our three stars for the 2022 portion of the season. 36 games in. We're brought to you by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. If it's for the exterior of your home, you can find it at the Aluminum Company of North Carolina on Hamlin Road in Durham. No place like it. Sammy Hanna's crew, they do an amazing job. You should check them out for all of your home improvement needs, for all of your exterior home improvement needs, I should say. They don't, they want, they're not going to fix your bathroom. Aluminumcompany.com. Go online. Get everything you need right there. All right. Uh, we're not going to go through the goals. There were uh, power play goals that were really nice. We'll explain them, if you will. But we're not going to go through it. Uh, we're going to talk about a few things here, and then we're going to do three stars of the 2022 portion of the season. Talk a little bit about the game tonight. Talk about where we are at this point. And, uh, and then we'll let everybody go get, uh, go get bombed uh, for New Year's. Actually, no, I'm not going to do that. I encourage you to stay sober. Don't drive. If you, uh, if you do have an adult beverage, please don't. All right? Don't drive. I'm begging you. I personally don't want to lose any of you. I value each and every one of you. Even though there are times we butt heads on, uh, on Twitter over a number of things. But that's fine because we all want the same thing. We're all pulling on the rope. We all want the Hurricanes to win the Stanley Cup. Uh, this team is resembling one that can. And they are resembling one that can without being 100% whole. And we'll talk about that. So let's go back real quick. We'll talk about the game. And then we'll get to some other things. I thought that the Carolina Hurricanes were excellent in the first period and excellent in the third period and not quite as excellent in the second. But I think Florida was actually pretty good in this game. And Florida is, in terms of their personnel, they are very good. But Florida went to the penalty box a lot, as did Carolina tonight. Florida is among the league leaders. Actually, I think going into tonight, they were second in terms of power plays conceded, not power play goals, 
but power play opportunities allowed per game. Just about four. And remember, this is where Carolina was for a lot of last season, and it doesn't matter if your penalty kill is good. Carolina's was great last year, but still too much time in the penalty box. Florida's penalty kill isn't great, yet they spend too much time in the penalty box, and Carolina got them for three power play goals tonight. And really, the fourth goal came right after the power play expired, so it really was, you know, in for all intents and purposes, four power play goals for the Hurricanes. You ain't winning any games if you're giving up four power play goals. Hurricanes had, before tonight, six games this year where they scored twice on the power play. They scored three tonight. Maybe more important than the power play. And the power play, Carolina has needed some power play boost. And they got a couple of breaks tonight, right? The uh, Well, at least one break on the power play. The Teravonen goal on the power play was really luck. Seth Jarvis was trying a spinorama move and just lost control of the puck, but he lost control of the puck right to Teravonen on the other side of the net, who really just swept it in through the legs, through the skates of Anton Lundell and past Spencer Knight. Um, but Carolina has sort of not had any breaks on the power play, and these things, in a way, have a tendency to even themselves out. And do I think Carolina will have a great power play in the postseason? I don't know. I really don't. You don't need a great power play. You just need enough from your power play. It can't be what it was last year where you couldn't score at all. But if Carolina can get their power play in the postseason to operate at like, I don't know, anywhere from 20 to 25%. That, by the way, is middle of the pack in the NHL. On the power play. That's really all it is. Middle of the pack in the NHL on the power play. Power play goals. If you were if you are sixteenth in the NHL, which basically puts you in the middle, twenty two point eight. Going into tonight, Carolina was at seventeen point five. I haven't done the math to tell you where they are. They're probably now at about nineteen percent. Right? It ain't it, it's not gonna be dramatic. You have to need to do this over a while over you know a bunch of games before you really make a real dent in the power play percentage. But who cares what the percentage is? When you get into the postseason, it's got to be able to bail you out of some games. And it did tonight, because this really was a separation in the game. Carolina's power play and their penalty kill versus Florida. This was a special teams win for Carolina. Uh, but right now, again, if you are 16th, Dead middle of the league, 22.8. Just over 22% as midpoint of the NHL. Now, on the penalty kill, Carolina had climbed up to 10th overall, 80.7%. Uh, it, there are no 90s this year. Last year, for a good chunk of the season, Carolina and Pittsburgh were both in the 90s. This year, right now, 85%, because the power plays are just too damn good, I guess. The... Uh, 85% is the best in the NHL. Carolina was 6 for 6 tonight. I, I'm trying to remember the numbers. I think number 4 and 5 were really about Auntie Ranta and some good fortune. I think the fifth power play featured a pass from below the goal line to Etu Lusterinen, former Hurricane, who had a great chance from the deep slot. 
but broke his stick on the shot, so didn't get anything on it. Ronta makes a, an easier save. Still a difficult save because the puck was on net, but it wasn't quite the blast that it could have been had the stick not broken. So there was some good fortune, but also there was some great, great penalty killing. There were just deflections, and you heard a, uh, a Jacob Slavin skate deflection of a pass that actually ended up clearing the zone and uh, removing a chance from Alexander Barkov, and the Barkov line was kept in check. By the way, Florida's best player tonight, not even close, was Sam Bennett. He was their best player. Alexander Barkov was quiet tonight. Thank you, Jordan Stahl. Right, Matthew Kachuk was quiet tonight. Right, uh, but Sam Bennett was Carol was I thought Florida's best player. There was a race for being being the best player in a Carolina Hurricane sweater tonight, and we'll talk about that uh, as we uh, as we kind of move through this. Um, three out of five in the power play, six for six, shorthanded, and that's how you get to 10 wins in a row against a good team. Again, I understand Florida is 16, 17, and 4. But that is a team that is super capable of kicking your rear end no matter what happens any given night. And I think the numbers were deceiving about this game. I think Florida at 5-on-5 was pretty doggone good. They were better than Carolina in the second period at 5-on-5, which I think was the lion's share of where Florida made their dent in this game and could have dented the scoreboard, but Auntie Ranta was really good. Uh, And Florida was at their best on the power play in the second period. But Carolina weathered that, scored one in the first, they got two power play goals in the second, and then got one right after a power play expired in the third. 24 Six and six. 24 wins, six losses, six in extra time. Unbelievable stuff. And the Hurricanes have a six-point lead in the Metropolitan Division. Going to New Jersey on Sunday to 2.30 airtime. It is a WRAL News Plus game. It's not on 99.9 The Fan. It's on 99.3 FM and 96.5 FM. Also WRAL News Plus will have the game. So it is a uh, it's a big one because it's one of those four-point games. Can Carolina continue the streak and win 11 in a row? Remember the Devils this year had won 13 straight. I mean, that would be pretty spectacular if Carolina is able to do that, to win, uh, to win another one and then another one and then another one. But let's not put the cart uh, before the proverbial horse. Adam Gold in studio with Sammy Hanna, owner and operator of the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. Thanks for coming over. You brought a friend with you. I did, Adam. I brought Jeff Monsignor here with me today. It's great to have Jeff continue to be a part of the Aluminum Company. Obviously, 
took over the company from his father in 1984. And me and him had a great time growing the company through all those years. And now we're going to continue the legacy of the aluminum company with myself, Ryan, all the salesmen that have continued on with the company, Dallas Fruel, Danny Newman, Patrick Day, John Alexander, Jeff Hoffman. And my children are now starting with the company. Oh my gosh. So we've got a new generation kicking off with the aluminum company to continue on the legacy. So Sammy- Get in here, Jeff. Uh, can I say something? Please. I'm going to elbow him out of the way. If you're thinking about exterior home improvements, give the aluminum company a call. Sammy has done an unbelievable, fantastic job. It makes me proud that I was able to exit the company and somebody was able to take it over to keep up the high standards that I started. So I'm very proud of Sammy as well. You guys are amazing. Customer service is the best thing you guys do. 800-672-4348, aluminumcompany.com. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Let's instead talk about Auntie Ranta's second straight shutout. Only 19 saves, 24 saves against Chicago. I think this one was probably harder than the last one, especially with all the work he had to do in the second period, and especially with all the talent the Florida Panthers put on the ice. Like, make no, make no, no mistake about how good Florida's personnel is. Now, it's very possible that the decision they made to fire Andrew Burnett at the end of last season when when Florida flamed out in the playoffs. By the way, well, this, well, last year is not the first time a team had an amazing regular season built on offense and flamed out in the postseason. It ain't the first time it happened. I was really surprised that Florida fired Andrew Burnett because I thought he did a great job taking over in a very difficult set of circumstances when Joel Quenville was fired because Quenville allowed all of that disgusting stuff to happen in Chicago. So Burnett stepped in and did a great job. And then because Washington played him tough, frankly, Washington probably outplayed him, and then they got just absolutely steamrolled by Tampa in the second round. I mean, that's what Tampa does. I just didn't understand the firing. And even stranger to me was the hiring of Paul Maurice. Now, don't get this wrong. I think Paul Maurice is a great hockey coach. I just don't know that that's the, that's the coach for the Florida Panthers. Somebody who is more of a defensive-minded coach who isn't known for letting them cook. I just don't know if that's the right mix. And Florida has certainly scored goals this year. They haven't scored quite as many. They're averaging about 3.2 a game. But they're giving up a ton of goals. Part of it is that they're putting themselves shorthanded a bunch. And they have been missing. Alexander Barkov was out of the lineup for a little bit. Uh, I think he's missed about 12, 12 or so games this year. Something like that. Haven't had Anthony Duclair at all. Patrick Hornquist in and out of the lineup. He's been out for the last couple of weeks, so he hasn't been there. And, I mean, it's also hard 
when Jonathan Huberdeau has been part of your core for a long time and he's no longer there. Mackenzie Weger had been really good on the back end. He's no longer there. And you look at Florida's defense and it's Aaron Ekblad and Brandon Montour is very good. Um, but is Radko Gudis a top pair defenseman? Is Mark Stahl at this stage of his career a second pair defenseman? And Gustav Forslin is really good, though. Um, I just don't think Florida's Florida didn't really get themselves make themselves better a year ago, and they changed the coach and the the philosophy. Wait a second, this is not a Florida Panthers podcast. It's a Carolina Hurricanes podcast. Let's get back to the Hurricanes. Let's get back to telling you people that Auntie Ranta deserves your love and affection. Nine two and two on the year. A personal six-game winning streak. His save percentage is this close to being 90%. It's actually .8997. So in the stat sheet, it will say 90%. But it's just a tick below. Just a tick below. Second consecutive shutout for Ranta. He started his fourth straight game tonight. And he's been very good. Ante Ranta has been very good. He's not Pyotr Kachetkov. I get it. But if I had told you at the beginning of the season that the Carolina Hurricanes would be the only team in the NHL with five shutouts, they lead the NHL in shutouts, and that none of them would, would come from Frederick Anderson, you would have thought I was nuts. Frankly, you might have been right. You might be right anyway. Pyotr Kachetkov tied for the NHL lead with three. Ante Ranta tied for sixth with two. That's how good Ranta has been of late, and that's how good Carolina's goaltending has been. They are second in the National Hockey League in goaltending. That's what Carolina is. Second in the NHL in goaltending. Uh, at least in goals, uh, goals against average, 2.53. Save percentage because Anderson and Ronta have been, you know, either at or below league average. Carolina as a team, their save percentage is not great, but Pyotr Kachetkov's save percentage is. That's why he's basically been the second-best goalie in the NHL. But now we're, you know, 10, 10 days roughly since he has played. I don't know if he's going to play New Year's Day in New Jersey. He might, but Ante Ranta hasn't given up a goal in two games. So why would you not play Ante Ranta again in New Jersey? My guess, if Kachetkov, if they declare him 100%, my guess is we'll see him get back in net. But who knows? I'm not going to complain if they start Ante Ranta, and I don't want to hear any of you complain if they start Ante Ranta against the Devils, it is a big game. And right now, Ante Ranta has won big games for this team. This team, this game tonight was a big game. The only regulation loss in Carolina's last, let's see, 16, 1, 2, 3, 4, 21 games. You like how I do this uh, right here? The only regulation loss in Carolina's last 21 games since November 14th 
The only regulation loss came at home to the Arizona Coyotes. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely tremendous. Uh, the Hurricanes in their last 16 games are 14-0-2. 14 wins, no regulation losses, two draws, two loser points. The overtime losses uh, in Boston, which started this, and at Anaheim. By the way, after that game in Boston, which happened the day after Thanksgiving, we had Sarah Sivian, our old friend, now with Bleacher Report. We had Sarah Sivian on the podcast. We did a Hurricanes Live podcast, or a live Canes Corner podcast. I don't mean to uh, infringe on anybody's uh, copyrights. And Sarah and I were talking about uh, Carolina. And Sarah said, and I agreed, chill out, people. Carolina not playing well, but they keep banking points. So Carolina wasn't playing well. Overtime loss against Colorado here. Overtime loss in Minnesota. Overtime loss in Winnipeg. Then the loss to Arizona. Then the overtime loss in Boston. So Carolina wasn't playing well, but they got points out of four out of those five games. Haven't lost since. Haven't lost in regulation anyway, since. And uh, 14-0-1 in their last 15. It is really remarkable what they have done over the last now several weeks. And we're done with the 2022 portion of the schedule. All right, real quick to the, uh, to the three stars of tonight, then one thing, then the three stars of 2022. Uh, the third star for me tonight was Seth Jarvis. I think, I thought Jarvis was excellent tonight and I thought he could have had, I don't know, four or five assists. He had a couple of moves where he could have even scored his, scored a goal himself, uh, but uh, Knight made some big saves. But he had a pass, and you heard the goal to Tavo Teravine, and you actually heard the pass also to uh, out in front to Tavo Teravine. And this was not on the power play, which means maybe that's why Carolina didn't score. Just kidding. Uh, but he had a uh, a pass out in front to Teravon, and he also had the pass out in front to Aho for a chance in the beginning of the period. But about three or so minutes after the pass to Teravon, and that was denied by Spencer Knight, that was when he tried the spinorama, lost control of the puck right to Turbo, and I felt like that was fitting because that pair should have combined for a goal and then ultimately did, albeit the goal, was very lucky. So Seth Jarvis to me was my third star of the game. Ante Ranta was the second star of the game. Second period was huge. Because Florida was really good in the second period. And this shows you how stupid hockey can be. Florida was the better team in the second period. Carolina scored twice in the power play. And everybody's like, oh man, we're kicking Florida's rear. I'm like, eh, not really. But they do lead 3 nothing. I didn't think Carolina was bad anywhere. But I think Florida was at their best in the second period. And Carolina ended up with a three-goal lead. And they went to the fourth. And I know there are a lot of people who think Florida fell apart just or went away, uh, quit on the game. Maybe they did. I don't know. Uh, I thought Carolina did what Carolina does in third periods. They dominate the, they dominate the play. I mean, yeah, they didn't do that against Philadelphia, but pretty much for the most part, Carolina's the better team in the third period. At least that's been 
uh, the story when they have been playing well. And they are officially playing well. Uh, and my first star of the game. And I have been as hard on Jesperi Kotkaniemi as anybody. I do not think... Uh, I didn't like the contract. I thought the contract was signed the moment they uh, signed him away from Montreal. I thought that contract was agreed to, even though you're not allowed to do that. There was nothing that that happened last year that should have given Jesperi Kokaniemi an eight-year contract. Nothing. I'm not saying you don't sign him. Of course you sign him. But an eight-year contract? Nah. But tonight, Jesperi Kokaniemi was a great player. He was great defensively. He was great in the face-off circle. He created opportunities. He was decisive. It was as as confident and as I have seen Jesperi Kokaniemi look. Are you ready for the big game? At The Designery, we can help you arrange your kitchen in the perfect way to feed everyone coming over for the big game. I'm Dana Merrill, the owner of The Designery in North Raleigh. And I am True Merrill. I am the project manager. The Designery is a lovely kitchen, bath, and closet remodeling company. We do pretty much any of the utility spaces in your house. If you want to store things in your cabinets, if you want to work on things on your countertops, if you want to uh, have a floor that can get wet or muddy, we're the place to help help you fix your home up. We are the Designery North Raleigh, located at 3030 Wake Forest Road in the Holly Park Plaza. We would love to see you or visit our website at thedesignery.com. So the question was, with the way Kokaniemi is playing and he has played better the last few games, do I see him going back between Natchez and Svechnikov on what is Carolina's second line? And I said... I don't see Rod Brindamore making a change while the team is playing this way. I also think that Paul Stasny has played well. But here's the other part of this this equation. And it will lead us into the next topic before we get to the three stars of 2022. Max Pacioretty is close to coming, I shouldn't say coming back because he's not been here. Max Pacioretty is close to joining this group. Max Pacioretty is not going to play on a fourth line. Or let's just call it a third scoring line. One of four scoring lines. Because the stall line is a scoring line, even though whatever offense you get from them is gravy. So, when Pacioretty comes back, where does he go? Talked about this with Chip Tracy a lot. And Tripp seems to think on the left side of whichever line Andrei Svechnikov isn't on. And right now, that would be Pacioretty, Aho, Teravainen. What does that mean? It means Seth Jarvis drops down to play the right side with Jesperi Kokaniemi and Stefan Nason. And suddenly, that doesn't look like a fourth line to me. Your fourth line, theoretically if we're using it in terms of style, becomes Stahl, Martinuk, Fast. Wow. Carolina is resembling a team deep enough to legitimately win a Stanley Cup. Last year, I thought when Carolina got into the playoffs and their fourth line had Kokaniemi and either Max Domi or Martin Natchez on the right-hand side. 
when they got to that point of the playoffs, that to me was the line that was that should have created tons of scoring opportunities and cashed in because those are actually high-end players that should score. It just didn't. Natchez had no goals. Kokaniemi, I think, had just two assists. I mean, Max Domi had the one third period against Boston, but other than that, was a complete zero. They never realized, they never utilized that advantage. But I think that this version of Jesperi Kokaniemi with Stefan Nason and Seth Jarvis, all three of those guys get power play time, could ultimately be your fourth line. It takes a lot of pressure off the top lines. It allows you to roll. It allows you to spread out the uh, the minutes. It allows you to be the deeper, more dangerous team. And if those guys start playing, I mean, if Seth Jarvis legitimately starts scoring, what does Carolina have? I mean, Jarvis, who had, what, 20 goals last year, has six I mean, there's a lot of good things ahead for Carolina. I mean, what happens if Andre Kasha ever plays again? Frankly, I don't know who Andre Kasha replaces in the lineup. I don't think Andre Kasha draws back in. You're not taking Stefan Nason out of the lineup. Guy scores too many goals. So I don't know where Andre Kasha would fit. I really don't. Pacioretty's going to draw back in. I don't know, and it's, Derek Stepan would come out. I don't know who gets back in the lineup if it's when Andre Kosh is healthy. I don't know who comes out. It'll just give Carolina a lot of freedom to just give guys some nights off as we get, I mean, the see, we're just at game 36. We're not even at the midway point in the season. So all of those things are sitting in front of Carolina, and you see how good and how deep this team is. All right. Um, and Pacioretty, again, practiced, has been practicing, not in yellow. He's taking hits, taking contact in practice. And Rod Brindamore said before today's game, well, it won't be today, but soon. And my guess is that we're probably looking at a week to 10 days. As long as there isn't a setback about a week to 10 days, before Max Pacioretty is ready. Not bad. All right. Um, trying to think if I want to give up, uh, do, do anything uh, else. Yeah, I could do this very, very quickly. Carolina's blue line, not only tonight, but of late, has been awesome. The entire month of December, Jalen Chatfield and Calvin DeHaan have not had a single minus game. Think about this. They don't produce points. They don't they don't get on the score sheet. They have not been a minus player, either of them, the entire month of December. I don't know. I think that's good. Brent Burns, Jacob Slavin were great. Brett Pesci, Brady Shea, also great. Strength of the team. It's the advantage they have over almost every other team in the NHL, how good they are on the blue line. And quietly, Brent Burns is so, so solid. He is getting so much better. 
Does he make his mistakes? Hell yeah. You can't freelance the way he does without A, being out of position, or sometimes trying some things that you shouldn't try. But that's what you get when you have Brent Burns. But man, he has been really, really good tonight. Uh, or good this year, especially over the last, say, month, month and a half. All right, two, my three stars of the 2022 season, and you are going to be mad at me because the Hurricanes' leading scorer and leading goal scorer do not make my three stars. So no Martin Natchez and no Andre Svechnikov in my three stars. And again, there's a lot of competition for this. But here's where I am with this. Third star of the 2022 portion of the schedule, Jordan Stahl. He's got 10 goals, ladies and gentlemen. He's got 10 goals. He has to take a lot more face-offs. This is what Rob Brindamore says. I actually don't think he has been as good in the face-off circle. But you know what he is as good at? Maybe better than anybody else in the NHL? Swallowing the puck. Gosh, they have the puck all the time. Jordan Stahl has been great. He is my third star of the 2022 portion of the schedule. Second star, his line mate, Jordan Martinook. I keep saying this every time we talk about him. I only wish health. I am only hoping that Jordan Martinook can stay healthy the entire season. And the, the longer the season goes, the more I want to put him in bubble wrap and make sure we get that Jordan Martinook playing April into May and hopefully into June. He's a difference maker in the way he plays. He is off an absolute ball of energy, and he's a smart player. He does, a, he does so many good things. Uh, I did think he took a strange penalty today. He did remove the bucket of... Uh, Radko Gudis, although, I mean, it was kind of subtle. They didn't have to call it, but they did. That's fine. They killed off the penalty, but he was a great part of the penalty kill, I thought, tonight. So Martin Nook's my second star. And the first star goes to the rookie goaltender, Pyotr Kachetkov, who, granted, Carolina is built and plays in such a way where the goaltender... I'm not saying anybody can play goal for Carolina, but if you go back and you look over the last four years, Morazic and McElhinney, they're really good. Hmm. It's funny. Morazic hasn't been as good since, nor is McElhinney. The next year, it was Morazic until he got hurt and Reimer and Nedeljkovic. Huh. They were all really good. Nedeljkovic went to Detroit. Not good. Reimer has actually been good for San Jose. Still Morozik. Not very good. Last year, Anderson and Ranta. My gosh, those guys were great. Carolina won the Jennings Trophy. Right? Best goaltending in the NHL. Kachetkov had to play a little bit late. And then he had to play in the playoffs because... Anderson was hurt. But again, three straight years, three different goalies. Is it three straight years? What am I doing here? The Hurricanes goaltending now that they have made the playoffs four years in a row. I skipped a year, didn't I? 
I think I skipped a year. I did. I missed the, I missed the second year, which was Morazic and Reimer. Then it was Morazic and Reimer again with the Delkovich thrown in. I completely skipped bubble hockey. But last year, it was Ranta and Anderson, and this year it started off Ranta and Anderson. And still, the goaltending, goaltending hasn't, wasn't great initially. Kachetkov came in and just, I mean, he propped it up. He absolutely propped it up. And when Carolina wasn't getting good goaltending out of Freddie Anderson and Auntie Ranta, Kachetkov came in and has been spectacular. Are we where we are today without Kachetkov's, what do he play, 13 out of 14 games? That run? In this run, it's basically been Pyotr Kachetkov until the last four when it's, the, it's been the Auntie Ranta show. So Kachetkov's getting my first star of the 2022 season. 2022 portion of the season. It all starts new on New Year's Day in New Jersey. It is a four-point game. I don't know who's going to start. It might be Kachetkov. It might be Ranta. Heck, for all we know, Freddie Anderson goes into Rod Brindamore's office and says, I'm ready to go, coach. Put me in. And Rod might do it just to see. Just to see. So things are good in Carolina Hurricanesville. With that said, we are brought to you by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. If it's for the exterior of your home, you can find it at the Aluminum Company of North Carolina on Hamlin Road in Durham. No place like it. Sammy Hanna and his crew have siding, roofing, windows, entry doors, storm doors, gutter helmets. You don't wear it. It goes on your roof. goes, you know, on the gutters, which are attached to your roof. Sort of. (sighs) Happy New Year, everybody. Thank you very much for putting up with this and enjoying it. Because, again, it's all we look for, right? You follow the Cane's Corner podcast. Shows up automatically in your phone or wherever you get your podcast on your laptop. Uh, Do you have a podcast machine? I don't know. I always I just listen to podcasts on my phone. I don't know where you listen to yours, but wherever you listen to it, if you follow it, it shows up automatically. Not to mention, we get to brag that we have a lot of followers. And I like to brag to people. I like it when management says, hey, guess what? Uh, the Cane's Corner podcast is killing it again. I frankly don't know if it is. Uh, but I hope it is, and I hope you enjoy it. And I hope you have an absolutely wonderful new year and a healthy start to 2023. And we'll talk to you after the Canes and the Devils on Sunday. Good night. Seven seconds left. Five seconds left. We'll let the Caniacs tell you if Auntie Ranta's got two in a row. is a resounding yes. Auntie Ronta, two consecutive shutouts, has not allowed a goal in 127 minutes and 36 seconds. The Hurricanes improve to 12-3-1 at PNC Arena. 24-6-6 on the season. They now set a franchise record with 10 consecutive wins. Extend their point streak, which is a franchise record, to 16 games and finish December 12-0-1. What more 
can you say about Rod Brindamore's group? You've been listening to the Canes Corner Podcast with Adam Gold. The Canes Corner Podcast is a part of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network.